0: Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching, tapping into our best life. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Cassida for Talk and Pray, and it took me a while to settle into myself. Do you know the feeling? Capable, ambitious, but wanting more? More impact, more success, more satisfaction? Me too. I've been a mompreneur and now maturepreneur. How do you like that term? (laughs) And I have a lifetime of experience, work, family, love, and loss that combined with the truth of scripture have taught me valuable lessons. I have a passion to share that wisdom with women of faith who want more. Welcome to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. wait till Martin comes. My dad loved to tell stories, especially stories that had a punchline at the end or ended with a funny or scary way that you weren't expecting. I can't tell you how many times I jumped out of my skin because dad ended one of his stories with an ah in my face or a poke in the ribs. One of those stories is very old, from around the turn of the last century or thereabouts, and I'm sure Dad had heard it as a child growing up in East Tennessee. There's several variations on the tale, but I'll tell it to you the way I recall him telling it to me. There was once an itinerant old preacher who was traveling on horseback down the road toward his next church and congregation. He'd been on the dusty trail all day, and as dusk turned to dark, a storm blew up, and the ensuing nightfall, rainfall, and hail forced him and his horse off the path. Luckily, just as he thought he'd have to spend the night under some rock or tree, he caught a sight of an old house tucked back among the brush some way off the side of the road. He tethered his horse, walked up the steps to the porch, and as he knocked, the door swung open with a rusty creak to reveal a nearly vacant room. Inside was a worn-out old sofa facing a huge hearth and fireplace. The rest of the room was empty as far as he could see. There was wood laid by on the side of the hearth, as if the old house knew some traveler would need to start a fire, get warm, and rest for a while. The old preacher stacked kindling on the grate and easily started the fire, then settled into the couch, and he picked up his Bible to read. The warmth and the reading soon found him drifting into sleep. As his pocket watch chimed, he opened his eyes, looking around to recall where he was, and lo and behold, on the hearth sat a large black cat. The cat meowed rather suddenly, eyeing the preacher a little too intently to be comforting, and after a few minutes of silence, the cat cleared its throat and said, Wait till Martin comes. The old preacher shook his head, certain he hadn't heard correctly. Cats do not talk. He must really be tired. He closed his eyes, opened them again, and the cat looked ordinary, sitting on the hearth, licking its paws and curling its long black tail. So the preacher sighed, closed his eyes, and his breathing deepened as he returned to his sleep. A few minutes later, the old preacher was startled out of his sleep by the sound of the door slamming shut. As he turned toward it, he saw another cat, twice the size of the first, brilliant orange in color, and advancing into the room toward him. This new apparition stopped, glared at the preacher, then turned to the other cat and said, "'Shall we eat him now?' The smaller cat surveyed the preacher, then responded, "'Wait till Martin comes!' The preacher couldn't believe his ears, He'd read in the Bible about a donkey that spoke, but there were no speaking cats in that blessed book. Did they really speak? Did he imagine it? What should he do? Would they, could they eat him? And who is Martin? He kept one wary eye on the cats, and with the other eye closed, he started praying with his hands clasped firmly on his Bible, but the warmth of the room overcame him as he prayed, and off he went to sleep. A loud crack from the fireplace awakened him again, and as he looked up, sure that he had dreamed about the cats, standing there, instead of two cats, were now three cats, and the third was as big as a tiger, with teeth just as sharp and eyes just as malicious glaring at him, As the old preacher stared at them in terrified silence and paralysis, the largest cat rumbled, shall we eat him now? And the second cat responded, wait till Martin comes. And the first cat echoed, wait till Martin comes. The preacher stood up, threw his Bible at the cats, ran out the door, and cried, When old Martin comes, you tell him I've done been here and gone. (laughs) Are you you groaning the way I did when Daddy told the story? I can remember the twinkle in his eyes as he told it, knowing how unsatisfying such an ending is. I have questions. Who was Martin? Martin? Had the cats eaten someone before? Whose house was it? Did the preacher ever return or investigate in the daylight? Doesn't anybody else want to know more? (laughs) I can imagine the disruption to that preacher's life. And isn't that just like life and business? We're moving along, minding our business, and circumstances force us off the path. I remember being a very young, ambitious woman, moving up the career ladder, married for about three years, my husband finishing his degree, and finding out I was unexpectedly expecting our first child. What? Now? I had plans. We weren't ready. I don't even like children. <laughs> well, I do now, of course, if they're mine. <laughs> I'm told i like my grandchildren, too, if I'm ever blessed with them. That's a happy circumstance, and one I'm glad the Lord saw fit to disrupt my life for, even if it was surprising and terrifying at the time. But what about other roadblocks we encounter? A business setback, a failure, a cancer diagnosis, the death of someone or something we love, church hurt, the loss of a job, Sometimes, doesn't it feel like your life or your business is staring at you and asking, Shall we eat her now? Perhaps, like the old preacher, I want to ask myself from time to time, Is it supposed to be this hard? How should we respond? Well, I think we can learn some things from that old preacher. Let me explain. First, let's be real. And by that, I mean, let's be real. (laughs) Examine the reality of where you are and honestly identify the roadblock that's keeping you from reaching your goals, achieving success, or moving forward. Often, it's something within our control. A few years ago, I had a huge sales goal and I wasn't making progress. I reached out to a mentor who asked me keen questions about my customer base and how many new people I'd need to be in front of. Double the sales goal meant double the customers, right? But I had no plan to reach new customers, and I stubbornly refused to acknowledge what was right in front of me, so I missed the goal. A relative in my family a few years ago discovered a lump in her breast. She ignored it in full-blown denial, even as it grew. And when her pain eventually became too much to bear, and she saw a doctor... Her cancer was far too advanced to treat successfully. In both cases, there were clues that clearly indicated all was not right with the world. And in our folktale, that old preacher lay on the sofa knowing there was a talking cat in the room. If that's not a clue to something amiss, I don't know what is. Yet, like him... We will often ignore reality because it seems too big to overcome or the other circumstances around us seem bigger or more urgent or we're just plain scared to face what is wrong. Perhaps the storm kept the preacher inside. Perhaps distractions keep me or you from acknowledging a serious problem that's right in front of us. Time to take stock about what needs our attention. It may not be the thing you are obsessing about in the moment. It may be easily solvable, but it won't be solved until you take a look. Second, had that old preacher dealt with the first cat, the two larger and scarier cats likely wouldn't have entered the house. The preacher did pray about his situation, but he put no legs on his prayers. A bold scat cat and chase out the doorway may have done the trick on that first talking cat. But he took no action, not even a question. Who are you, cat, and who is Martin? <laughs> Instead, he gave in to that old nemesis procrastination. My husband says it this way, bad news does not improve with age. Bite the bullet, eat the frog, do the thing. Take care of what needs to be taken care of. Otherwise, a problem might grow beyond our ability to fix it. I have a friend who didn't get around to filing her taxes one year. Afraid of her bottom line, she didn't file the following year or the next year after that. By the time she faced the problem, pulled her records together, and submitted the necessary returns, she discovered she would have been owed a refund. But fees and interest ate up her overpayment, and now she owed money to the IRS. Bad news does not improve with age. That old preacher should have dealt with the first cat as soon as it started talking. The preacher finally did something brave and wonderful. He took decisive action. He decided not to wait for the elusive Martin, and he ran from the house, jumped on his horse, hit the trail, finding the storm and the darkness preferable to the alternative. My mother had a saying that I love, do something even if it's wrong. She didn't mean morally wrong, of course. But even if it's the wrong decision, movement, or action, it will accomplish something. It'll expose weakness, develop discipline, move the needle. I think she would say that waiting for the perfect idea or the perfect choice or the perfect timing usually does not produce progress. And isn't that the most encouraging thing we can do for our business? Progress? Waiting for Martin to arrive doesn't seem a valid business strategy. Hoping it's all just our imagination or that it can't be as bad as all that or if I wait, it will all get better on its own. What's the old saying? Hope is not a strategy. Time to get real and deal. I'm pretty sure Wait Till Martin Comes wasn't meant to be a morality tale. I've read way more into the story than the narrative supports. Those lessons found in humor and story might just help us find the courage to take action and make progress. So let's get real. Don't put off dealing with problems and take decisive action. And old Martin, wherever and whatever he is, well, now he's the victim of a missed opportunity. There'll be no old preachers to eat tonight. But that's a lesson for another day. Colossians 4, 5 says, Conduct yourself with wisdom in your interactions with outsiders, non-believers. Make the most of each opportunity, treating it as something precious. That's in the Amplified Version. So what are you waiting for? Don't wait until three talking cats scare you into action. Brave the elements and keep on going. Father, Thank you for stories and laughter and for what we can learn in each. You delight in stories and have shared your story with us through your word. I pray we listen well. I ask for discernment for when we need to get real and for the power of now and for the courage to act. I pray the Spirit gives us ears to hear your instructions and that we will obey not just for worldly success but for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. To learn more about the podcast and to get today's transcript, notes, and other content, go to talkandpray.us slash podcast. Join me every Tuesday for more Talk and Pray. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave a positive review if you'd like to hear more content like this. This Talk and Pray podcast is sponsored by Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching. Music is in the field by Audionautics.com. Look for Talk and Pray on Facebook and Instagram.